0: Let's begin with a prayer. Thank you for giving us a restful night, Father. As we read your words now, revive our spirit and hearts with your love and truth. Dear Holy Spirit, breathe hard in us so that we can run for Jesus today. In his precious name we pray. Amen. We will continue 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Today, verse 12 to 16, verse 12 to 16. Now, this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world, and especially in our relationship with you, with integrity and godly sincerity. We have done so, relying relying not on worldly wisdom, but on God's grace. For we do not write you anything you cannot read or understand. And I hope that as you have understood us in part, you will come to understand fully that you can boast of us just as we will boast of you in the day of the Lord Jesus. Because I was confident of this, I wanted to visit you first so that you might benefit twice. And I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and to come back to you from Macedonia, than to have you send me on my way to Judea. Yesterday, we saw that comfort is a key theme in Paul's second letter to Corinthian church. I hope that you remember that biblical comforting means a strengthening rather than soothing. Comfort of God makes us stronger. Also, the reason God comforts us is not to make us just comfortable, but to make us comforters for others. A commentator says, quote, God's comfort is not intended to stop with us. God always gives us surplus, and God intends it to overflow to others. It is given not just to make us feel better, but to bolster us for the task of fortifying others to face suffering. That's what Paul was doing, and that's what we are called to do with God's comfort. Today, I want us to notice another important facts of Paul's comforting mission and comforting letter. Whom was he trying to comfort? Obviously, Paul tried to comfort Corinthian Christians. What kind of people were Corinthian Christians to Paul? Good, bad, or ugly? They were both bad and ugly. I already told you that Paul had a hard time with the Corinthians. Most Paul's letters to the churches start with a Thanksgiving, except two letters. Some of you know Paul's letters. The Galatians and 2 Corinthians, Paul didn't have a Thanksgiving at the beginning. Galatians for their quick, quote, quick abandonment of the truth of the gospel. And Corinthians for their nagging, consistent disrespect of Paul's authority and mission. Even in the first Corinthians, Paul started with a customary thanksgiving. In second Corinthians, there was not even a customary thanksgiving. He just praised God who comforts. Rather, Paul begins today, text is a verse 12 mentioning conscience, integrity, and sincerity. Now, this, um, our con- this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world, and especially in our relationship with you, with integrity and godly sincerity. When you start talking to someone about your conscience and integrity and sincerity, what, what does it usually mean? You know, in my case, it usually means you're having a difficult and important conversation with someone who is doubting your intention and motive. You know, I don't put sincerely or truthfully, rarely in my email. I usually, you know, put in Christ or, you know, some kind of Christian in a greeting. But in case there could be a possibility of doubt in my email, then I put sincerely Or truthfully. That's what Paul was mentioning, uh, conscience. The word conscience appears 28 times in the New Testament, and Paul used it 20 times. He used it 11 times in his letter to Corinthians. Paul had to plead with them that his intentions were good and clean. And this was not the first time Paul pleaded his innocence to the Corinthians. In earlier letter 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4, Paul said this again, "My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes, and he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and we will expose the motives of the heart, at the time, each will receive their praise from God. By the way, Paul clarified that his a clear conscience does not mean he is perfect. it simply means his intention is pure. And that's what God will judge. Paul actually lived for God's judgment because at the end, what matters most is God's judgment and God's call. What God says about us, that's the most important thing. And that's why Paul said, my basis of of um, basis of, uh, my intention and my action towards you is that one day I stand before God, and God can say, Paul, you acted purely and lovingly as a possible. You know, that's the boast that Paul was uh, uh, waiting for and looking for and working for. And that boast will be fully realized on the day of the Lord. Actually, on the day of the Lord, we all boast about each other. Because God's grace that allows us to work together, no matter how much or how little, is still God's grace. And God's judgment reveals who we are and what our work was really about. The curtain will rise on all deceptions, and God will show who were truly His servant. And today, the next verse, verse 15, tells us about Paul's attempted comforting mission to Corinthians. Verse 15, because of, I was confident of this, confident of his sincere intention toward Corinthians, I wanted to visit you first so that you might benefit twice. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and come back to you from Macedonia and then to have you send me on my way to Judea. The key sentence that grabs me, grabs me is a verse 15, that you might benefit twice. Paul didn't give up relationship with the difficult people easily. He didn't avoid them. He actually proactively Decide to go to them every possible time. Not once, but twice. On the way to Macedonia, on the way back to Macedonia. That's, that reminds me, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13 that love is patient. Love remembers no wrongs. Love doesn't keep, love always hope. Love keep going. So question I have for all of us. Who do you like to comfort? Who do you like to comfort today? Do you comfort only those who are good to you, like the Philippians who welcomed and supported Paul throughout his ministry, even in prison? Or do you comfort everyone that God placed in your life, including Corinthians? Paul struggled to comfort Corinthians. And that's, that's why this letter and his letter was blessed so many people in their spiritual journey and struggles if we comfort only those who comfort us back what's the difference between us and the non-believers even non-believers comfort their friends we go one more step to welcome and comfort all the corinthians in our life and that's what god calls us to do today let's pray gracious heavenly father who am I that you welcome me and comfort me always? As a child of God of mercy, help me comfort not only those who are good to me, but also those who are bad and even ugly to me. We pray that song that we are about to sing, live in our hearts for the rest of the day. That is, I am who you say I am. For that. I am eternally grateful in the name of Jesus who welcomed me, the chief sinner of all. I pray, Amen.